Hello, everyone. This is our CSF Rewind podcast series, and this is the last podcast that we are uh, sending out um, for for this series. Um, so we've been going through some of the the teachings that we've seen have um, people have listened more to or, or viewed more that we think um, you know have been impactful for people. Um, over over time, not not just you know when it was spoken you know years ago or or you know this past year or whatever, but but over time. And so this has been a good challenging series, I think, to listen back to some of these teachings. Um, but we're um, excited to bring today's teaching um, called Parting Shots, and this was the last one in a series called Therefore, where we looked at uh, the Book of Hebrews, and and it was kind of a play on words or a cliche, because uh, in the book of Hebrews, there's a lot of therefores, um, but that was purposeful because of, of what Jesus had done, because of all the things he did for us, therefore we can live a new life found in him. And so today is, um, you know, the last one in Rewind, but also it was also the last teaching in that series as well. And so we hope that you enjoy it. And if this is something that maybe you would like to hear more of, maybe we can put together some other teachings, um, you know, whether it's it's former teachings or some maybe that we bring new or fresh. Um, just let us know. We want to be there for you. And we're going to keep on praying for you. And um, we hope that you have a good week, good summer, and are growing closer to Jesus daily. Um, thank you for, um, you know, listening to this. Thank you for taking the plunge into learning more about Jesus. And so today we bring you the last one in this Rewind series, Parting Shots. Man, it is crazy to think that this is our final service of the school year, right? Is anybody else just kind of like dumbfounded or feel like, what? Already? (laughs) Um, it's crazy, um, man, but even though this is like it in some way, this is not our last time hanging out together, and so if you're looking for a break or to hang out with friends, um, during finals week, we're doing our spring fling and senior night, which people talked about, um, but just want to encourage you to, to, to go to that, especially if you're a senior, because, that's when we're going to honor you and your time here at ISU and your time here at CSF. And so um, we'd love to see you all there. Um, so yeah, um, we're finishing, obviously, because this is the last Sunday, we're finishing our series, Therefore, where we're going through the book of Hebrews. And like some of you might be wondering, like, why is it called Therefore? And I don't know if you noticed, but there um, is a lot of transitions in the book of Hebrews that has therefore in it. And so like our series, therefore, has been meant for us to focus on how Jesus is greater. Therefore, he is more than worth following. Because a lot of those therefores is like doing a lot of explaining, explaining, explaining about Jesus. And then it'll be like, therefore, this is why you need to do this. And so that's kind of like why we've been, we've been doing this. Uh, series is to help us see how we should follow Jesus um, and why he's greater. And so today, as we're going to look at in Hebrews 13, in the parting shots of, of Hebrews, uh, my encourager is that you would let God equip you with his will. That, that's a big thing in this section. 
um, just kind of finishing up the letter. And so I want to take time so that we kind of remember the book, because there's 13 chapters. Take a quick look at the first 12, and then we'll dive into chapter 13. Um, so yeah, uh, kind of background information about the book of Hebrews. The, the teacher would have uh, got, wrote this letter to, to members of one of the, the churches um, ar- around Israel, and this would have been read to these Jewish uh, followers of Jesus. They would have been learning, um, you know, about, uh, you know, through the church and everything, but they were, would have received these words, um, and these people were, were people who knew, who G, or knew the scripture well. That's why, you know, they're, they're of the Jewish faith. They're, they're, it's known as Hebrews because of Hebrew Bible being the Old Testament. They, they knew the scripture well, and so these uh, Hebrews were getting some persecution and false teachings. were beginning to wander away from their faith in Jesus and, like, wondering, is it, is it worth it at all? And so the teacher wrote this letter of Hebrews to discuss the superiority of Jesus and challenge the reader to remain faithful, even in the middle of all the persecution that they're going to be facing and we're already receiving. And so the first seven chapters of Hebrews, um, the teacher wrote essentially about how Jesus is greater than the angels, like in chapter one, the Torah, which is the, if you remember the books of Moses, the law, the first five books of the Old Testament, lots of names for the first four books, um, first five books um, in the Old Testament. Uh, he's, Jesus is greater than Moses in the promised land, the different priests, and Melchizedek, where we're taught that Jesus is the eternal priest even. And then in Hebrews 8 through 10, we took a deep dive in like first covenant, or yeah, first covenant, second covenant, old covenant, new covenant, and, and looked at how Jesus's new covenant is far greater than the old covenant. And so this begins the teacher's application of what the readers need to do with the information that they've been receiving. A lot of times, like what we do, right? We give a lot of buildup, a lot of buildup, and then towards the last little bit, we give application points, right? This is what you should do with what you're learning from. And so Hebrews 11 starts that, and the finishing words of Hebrews 10 if you remember, is like the, the door hinge that leads into the application point, um, application points in Hebrews 11, where the discussion begins by the teacher urging the pe- people to remain faithful to Jesus. And if you remember, he lists all these like Bible heroes, which if, if you know scripture well, like you, you would recognize these people, um, you would know what they've done. And so these people would have known like who these people are, like, you know, like Enoch, and um, Jacob, and Isaac, and Abraham, and all these other people that were listed there. They would have known these guys, um, and so it was, would have been easy for them to, to, to know who they are. And so um, he lists these people, though, because they all had something in common of, like, remaining faithful to God, which was the teacher's point, being faithful to God, um, regardless of the hardships and suffering and they longed for the land that God had promised. Um, and that leads the reader into Hebrews 12, where the teacher urges uh, the, the, the people to, to run the race of perseverance that is necessary in faith by keeping their eyes on Jesus, who's the pioneer and perfecter of the faith. And part of that is keeping a lookout for the other believers to make sure they don't stumble also, and also to challenge one another to obedience. Adam talked a lot about that, so if you weren't here last week, 
uh, you can go ahead and take a look back um, on YouTube or listen to it where, wherever you listen to, to podcasts. Um, but yeah, we're to look forward to what is ahead by worshiping and praising Jesus for all he's done for us as the true high priest of all. So now we're going to get into the parting shots of what the teacher had been, um, you know, telling to these struggling Jewish Christians. These concluding words are a challenge to complete their faith that started in the mind with action to, to show that Jesus is the most important thing in their lives. He should be and is. And so these are the parting words, and I want to take a little bit of a look at the, the last verse of chapter 12 because it bleeds into chapter 13. Um, if you have your phones, I hope that it works right this time. Last week, I felt pretty confident. Adam's like, yes. Uh, um, so that there's an event there that has all the notes and also like a little bit of a study guide and ways that you can dive deeper into Hebrews this week um, just to help, help you grow and discover uh, scripture on your own. But then also the notes that we have today um, to, to go with this. And so let's, let's read Hebrews 13, and then we'll, we'll, we'll dive in to, to everything. Therefore, book of Hebrews until now, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison, and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves are suffering. Marriage should be honored by all, and the marriage bed kept pure, for God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. Keep your lives free from the love of money, and be content with what you have, because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace not by eating ceremonial foods, which is of no benefit to those who do so. We have an altar from which those who minister at the tabernacle have no right to eat. The high priest carries the blood of animals into the most holy place as a sin offering, but the bodies are burned outside the camp. And so Jesus also suffered outside the camp uh, city gate to make the people holy through his own blood. Let us then go to him outside the camp, bearing the disgrace he bore. For we do not, here we do not have an enduring city, but we are looking for the city that is to come. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name, and do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Do this so that their work will be a joy and not a burden, for that would be of no benefit to us or to you. Pray for us, 
We are sure that we have a clear conscience and desire to live honorably in every way. I particularly urge you to pray that I may be restored to you soon. Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will, and may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Brothers and sisters, I urge you to bear uh, with my word of exhortation, for in fact, I have written to you quite briefly. I want you to know that our brother Timothy has been released. If he arrives soon, I'll come with, with him to see you. Greet all your leaders and all the Lord's people. Those from Italy send you their greetings. Grace be with you all. And so, um, yeah, just as I feel like we, we say every week, if, you know, you're really wanting to dive deep into this, um, go ahead, keep the chapter open, because it's hard, really hard, with all the content that Hebrews provides to go verse by verse, and so follow along with what, what um, is, is being spoken this morning. It'll help to um, see the different places in Hebrews that's being talked about. But in this final chapter of Hebrews, we're given different uh, final instructions. We're given an argument to follow the rejected Jesus and a last call to remain faithful to the life of following Jesus. And so let's look. I want to take a look first at these different final instructions. And so the first one is to love others. The teacher, you know, makes it obvious and gives a strong call to believers to love others. And not just a simple love, but a Philadelphia love. Does anybody know what a Philadelphia love is? Brotherly love, right? That's less like the city, right? You know, brotherly love, you know. It's also in Scripture, which is cool. But it's an affectionate or brotherly and sisterly love. And so biblical love for others requires attention, attention and effort. It's not just enough to say you love others, but to put action into the love you're showing. It means to not just love people you are around, but to be available and hospitable to even strangers. It doesn't mean, you know, inviting someone off the street to go live with you, per se, but like, you know, maybe on campus, you know, holding the door open for someone who um, is getting ready to walk through versus letting the door slam in their face, you know, like being, being kind in that way. Maybe, you know, buying someone next to you um, coffee who maybe look like they're having a miserable day so they don't have to pay for their coffee, right? Um, si- simple acts of, of love to, to, to strangers. Or maybe, maybe it's knowing someone has a need on your dorm floor, um, whether it's shoes or, or clothes or like they don't know how they're going to eat for, for the, you know, the next week. Um, and you can provide for those needs. You can love them by helping them out, you know. You don't even have to know who they are. Just taking a look out. That, that's like what the author is, is saying here, you know, not just like, like, yes, we need to look out for each other for sure. Like, that's a big part of, of being love and being, uh, you know, loving like, like Jesus does, but it's also loving the people we don't necessarily know as well. And so, you know, he, he talks about, you know, loving these, these different kinds of people, um, like loving people who are even re- by remembering those in prison. And so, first way, or final instruction that we see is we need to love others. The second one is to honor your marriage. Marriage is a holy thing. 
Caitlin and I conversed about dating, you know, about a week and a half ago. Um, but the whole thing that we wanted people to get out of the conversation is that dating and marriage is always a story of a couple growing closer to Jesus together. And so when you get there, if you're not there yet, which I don't know if anybody's married other than staff, but <laughs> um, if, if you're not there, like when you get there, honor your other half in your relationship by keeping Jesus in the center, even in your dating relationship now. Keep, the, keep Jesus the center of the relationship. By keeping Jesus the center, you'll notice that as you grow closer to Jesus, that you continue to surrender yourself to him, you're going to automatically grow closer to the other half. So chase after Jesus together. The third instruction is to be content. The teacher wrote to the people specifically, and is the challenge for us today even, to, to keep our lives free from the love of money. And so, like, you know, there, there's other things that can cause us to not be content, but a big one is, is money. Money can be a very prideful and um, replacement of, of God. And so it doesn't mean, you know, that uh, we can't enjoy money, or, and it doesn't mean that you can't pay attention to where your money is going. Um, I think that's like, on, on the contrary, is, you know, it's called being a good steward when you pay attention to what God's given you, whether it's money, whether it's your giftings, whether it's how you're unique, whether it's how you, you, you know, spend your time, your open time, um, we're called to be a good steward and to seek to, you know, like grow the resources that we have with the purpose of the kingdom, not to grow ourselves, but to grow the kingdom of God. And so don't let it drive you and take the place of God, but let it be a way that you serve God. If you want to check out more in this subject, um, go to DaveRamsey.com. He's got a lot of stuff um, on there that that helps to, you know, see this mindset and help, you, you know, kickstart, like, like, what it looks like to, to use your resources for the kingdom. There, um, at the heart of it, though, we need to be content and a good, good steward of what God has given you. He's entrusted it with you for a purpose, and so use that purpose. Use what God's given you to serve his kingdom. It would be easy to grow in jealousy or pride in any of these things that I talked about, but if we keep Jesus the center, we remain content and can serve him further. And so the final instruction, the fourth um, part um, in this little section is remember. In the last part of this section, the teacher wrote for his readers to remember and imitate the faith of the leaders who displayed Christ to them. By doing that, these people would no longer fall into the traps of false teaching. And it's the same for us. Think about the leaders who've gone before you, um, who've taught you about Jesus. Or maybe if you don't have someone who specifically does that with you, maybe seek that teacher out. Um, our staff is here um, to do that for you. Our pastors in your hometown would love to show you. Or even a student here, student leader or someone you, you trust here who can point you in the way of Jesus. So that, that way, because unfortunately there are far, false teachers in the world, there are people who try to use Jesus to take you down, unfortunately. Um, but when you have someone in your life who can show you truly what it's like to follow Jesus, those, those people who are trying to drag you down and take you out, it's easier to remain faithful to Jesus. It's easier to push through 
and to persevere and endure through those moments. So find someone who can show you what it looks like to serve Jesus well. Find someone when you see them that, I mean, yes, you recognize them as their name, but someone who, who you, you think of as like Jesus, is like someone who, who truly displays who, who Jesus is. And so, yeah, um, that's kind of these final instructions that the teacher left his readers with. And so, um, man, verses about 10 to 11 through 19, um, pack a punch, I'm going to be honest. Um, we could spend a whole bunch of time um, on 11 through 19, so I'm going to try re- really hard to, to keep it uh, summarized. Um, but they're a challenge for us to follow the re- rejected Jesus. And so something to me that's super cool but never really thought about or, or talked about um, that, that I know of um, is that the location of Jesus' death mattered. Like, how many times have you been told that where Jesus died mattered? <laughs> Not very many times, right? <laughs> um, and, and it's crazy because it shows just how, to, to me at least, it just comes alive of, of how Jesus is, is true and he's our king and what he did mattered big time. So if you remember, I can't, I didn't put in the slide, I for, totally forgot to do this, but um, if you remember like what a tabernacle and what a, um, a temple looked like, there's like the, you know, the, the main area of the courtyard where there's like the, the altar of, of burnt offering and the, the water basin where they would wash, and then there's like the tent with the, the holy, holy place where, you know, there's the, the menorah and the holy bread um, and the altar of incense, and then, you know, behind the veil was the most holy place, right? And so back, back in, in the days of the law, um, specifically, when, um, you know, the, the priest would uh, sacrifice the, the animal and would, um, you know, the person's sins would be forgiven, um, the sin of the people would transfer to that sacrifice. And so for, for the unclean, uncleanliness of, of that animal to go away, they would take it outside of the camp, completely outside of the camp, to be burned, and so the impurities would be taken away for forever. And so when Jesus, when he went to be sacrificed, this is why the author talks about him dying outside of the camp. When Jesus was sacrificed, all of our impurities, all of our sins went with him, and outside of the camp, outside of the walls of Jerusalem, he died, and so our impurities literally died with him. Jesus died instead of us. And so, you know, you might think, like, how, how do our sins and different things, like, not, not affect today? It's because 2,000 years ago, when Jesus died, all those impurities died with him. They're gone forever. Just how the impurities, the Israelites, every time that they made that sacrifice, when the animal was burned, so were those uh, sins. They were gone. And so Jesus did that once and for all for us. And so we're called to follow this Jesus who is rejected by many. 
who paid that final sacrifice on our behalf and then showed that death could not hold him down. He rose from the dead and defeated it forever on our behalf. And so now we get to live a faith, live a life of following him, this Jesus who is more than we could ever know here on earth, this Jesus who is perfect in every way, this Jesus who loves you and thought of you long ago, who knows you by name and knows the hairs on your head. So for us, let us take up our crosses and give a constant sacrifice of praise on our lips. Look forward to the day to, to come when Eden is restored with heaven and earth and that reunification happens. I don't even know if that's word, but if it's not, I made it up. Um, and so, yeah, it's beautiful. And so let's shift to the, to, to the last five verses. These verses were the parting words of the, the teacher um, writing to these Hebrews. The last call to remain faithful to the life of following Jesus. Now, in my Bible translation, this, this section is called the benediction and final greeting. Um, you know, some, some of you might have that. There might be a different little um, way of saying that. But does anybody know what a benediction is? You might have heard this word, right? It's a pretty cool word. Benediction is the utterance or bestowing of a blessing, especially at the end of religious service. And so in these final moments of his letter, the teacher urged his readers to remain faithful in their life of following Jesus. His prayer of blessing over these people are the same words I want to leave you all with. It's been an amazing year. I mean, in the, in the hard struggle of it all with like, are we in person? Are we, are we online? Are we, you know, just the constant battle of it all. I mean, I got to say, like, we're proud of you. We're proud of each one of you. What you've gone through this year is no easy task. But you've done it, and you've done it well. It's been a wild ride, and I'm so thankful that you guys have endured this year. I think we all can say, like, it's not been the most easy year. But Jesus has moved in mighty ways still. He's moved in big ways, and we've gotten to see each one of you take steps closer to Jesus in the middle of all this. We're praying for you daily, and our hope and our prayer is that this summer that you would grow deeper in your relationship with Christ, that you would take steps to where the beginning of the summer to when the end of the summer happens, that you would be more in love with Christ than you are right now. So I want to leave you with two quotes um, before read the, the part that I want to in Hebrews. Two quotes. The first is by Dr. Seuss. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. And the last one is by Winnie the Pooh. How lucky I am to have something that makes saying goodbye so hard. Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, 
that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will, and may he work in us what is pleasing to him. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Brothers and sisters, I urge you to bear with my word of exhortation, for in fact, I have written to you quite briefly. Grace be with you all. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for this time we've had. Um, man, just to learn through the book of Hebrews and seeing how Jesus is greater. I pray, Jesus, that as we, you know, get ready for summer, I pray, God, that, that we would maybe set ourselves up to, to grow closer to you this summer, to build rhythms into our lives that would help us draw nearer to your heart and see how you're calling us to grow further. Thank you, God, that you saw us through um, this past year. I know for some of us, it's, it's been a great year. And for some of us, it's been the hardest year of our lives. But I thank you, Jesus, that you've seen us through every step of the way. And I pray, Jesus, that through it all, that we continue to learn what it looks like to remain faithful in you and continue to take steps uh, closer to you. Thank you for your son, Jesus, who, who paid for our sin on the cross. And that showed that, that death could not hold him, rose from the dead. So Jesus, I thank you that we follow you. And I pray, Jesus, that you continue to, to reveal yourself to us or that we would, we would see the ways that you're revealing yourself to us and that we would listen to, to your steps, your guiding steps, that we would just continue to see your glory every every day of our lives. In your name we pray. Amen.